the Bible Study Podcast, episode 449. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts the study of Matthew 20 and our study of the Gospel of Matthew. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, we're dealing with one of those chapters that can be either good news or seem incredibly, incredibly unfair. And I think it's both. So listen to what Jesus says in this parable, the parable of the workers in the vineyard. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Well, this is incredibly unfair. I'm completely with those workers who worked through the heat of the day and received the same as those who worked for an hour. Aren't you? Doesn't that seem terribly, terribly unfair? Well, life is unfair. That's something we're supposed to learn before we leave our mothers. But is that what's going on here? So first of all, we have to understand that a denarius is the usual daily wage of a day laborer. It's what a day laborer needs to feed his family. And so a denarius is a good wage, but a denarius is not an overly generous wage. It's it's a wage. It's a decent wage for a day's work. And so those people who agree during the day to work through the heat of the day, to work all day, in exchange for a denarius, are doing something reasonable and are being given something reasonable, expected. The unexpected behavior is not that they are paid a denarius, but that the other people who work less are also. It would seem completely reasonable if the owner of the vineyard were to say, well, let's see, those of you who I hired at noon, you only worked half a day, you get half a denarius. Those of you who I hired for the last hour, you only work for an hour, so you get a 
twelfth of a denarius, if there is such a thing, that would seem reasonable and fair. But, as the owner points out, he doesn't have to be fair. He has chosen instead to be generous, to make sure that those who came late, who didn't have the opportunity for work, can still feed their families tonight. He has chosen to give everybody a day's wage, not because he had to, but because he wanted to. And those who were complaining, he's saying, don't I have a right to do as I want with what I have? Again, your shackles may still be up because it seems unfair, but of course this is a parable, and it's a parable for the kingdom of heaven. We have to go back to that. Remember, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. So what does it mean? Well, I think it means that those of us who became a Christian at a young age can expect no more better retirement than those who become a Christian in their elderly years. That there's not different levels of heaven depending on how long we're a Christian or just how much we did or how many Sunday school classes we taught, how many sermons we gave, how many Bible study podcasts we recorded. That there's no special favoritism. That the retirement plan for all of us is good and generous, but that God chooses to not reward us based on what we deserve or what we earn, but on what he wants to give us out of his generosity. Now, there's good news in that, too, because God is generous and gracious with us. God gives us more than we deserve. But God doesn't need to be fair. We don't earn the favor of God nor can you, by your own actions, lock yourself out of the favor of God forever. You can turn and repent and come back to God. This is like the story of the prodigal son, right? The prodigal son who takes half of what his father has, takes his inheritance, even though his father hasn't died, and goes and blows it all. And he comes back and they kill the fatted calf, which is from the other brother's half. It's terribly, terribly unfair. But it's not talking about fairness. It's talking about love. It's talking about how can you not receive back the son who was lost, who is dead, and is now alive. And this man, as he goes out and sees the people who haven't had a chance to work for the day, who haven't had a chance to earn the money to feed their family for the day, also looks at them with love. That's how it's like the kingdom of heaven, because that's what God is like. God is always looking for an opportunity to bless, looking for an opportunity to receive, looking for an opportunity to forgive. Continuing on, Jesus predicts his death a third time. Now, Jesus was going up to Jerusalem. On the way, he took the twelve aside and said to them, We are going to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day, he will be raised to life. Pretty straightforward, as long as you understand that when he says Son of Man, he means him. 
he's talking about it in the third person, but he's talking about himself. And it's not the first time he said it. The only interesting thing about it this time is that it's followed up with this odd request, a mother's request. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down, asked a favor of him. What is it? You want, he asked. She said, grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I am going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know what the rulers of the Gentiles you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Did they not catch on that Jesus just said he's going to Jerusalem to die? Apparently not. He will be handed over to the Gentiles, mocked and flogged and crucified. And yet, right afterwards, it says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons, the mother of James and John, comes and says, Hey, when you get your kingdom, can we get your left and your right hand? And Jesus says, You don't know what you're talking about. Were you not paying attention that this is coming up on the week that Jesus will die. And that that is the cup that he is talking about, and they don't get that his left and his right hand will be crosses here on Good Friday. And they don't understand what they're asking. James indeed will be the first of the apostles to be killed in the book of Acts. John will be the opposite. He will be the one who lives to old age when all of the other disciples have died. But you got to love the chutzpah. (laughs) There's some incredible chutzpah. And then to have your mother come and ask, I think, is pretty amazing. But they didn't know what they were talking about. And Jesus says that's not what it means to be a rule. That's not what it means in the church. That's not what it means in the believers to be great. To be great, you have to be willing to give up even your life, as Jesus soon will. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.